Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Q. And me, Roger Bell West. We're here in the bleak midwinter in High Wycombe, and Roger, having overindulged on going to conventions, is feeling rotten now. Yeah, I went to one more than you did. <laughs> I'm not even sure I did that. Um, uh, and is feeling is feeling rotten and bunged up with the convention and crud. So please forgive him. Um, Croakley, he's going to. Di- we are going to discuss. Well, well, we had our, had our challenges for Stabcon. How did they go? And we're also going to take a look at the future of the hobby. But first, we encourage you to uh, contribute if you enjoy the show and would like to. Invite us to keep doing it. We have a tip jar at paypal.me slash rogerbw, which gets shared with Mike. Honestly, he does. He gives me money. I'm very grateful. But first, our friends at the Bundle of Holding have come up with quite some quite interesting things. First of all is the Stygian Fox Bundle. Uh, if you don't know Stygian Fox, they've produced some extremely good Lovecraftian adventures, but through various reasons, they are now years late on multiple Kickstarters. Kickstarter have finally told them to shape up before they use the platform again. So this bundle is trying to raise some money so that they can get some of the books out they've already promised, so that they can sell them and make money and get the next books moving and so on. Um, they've actually said publicly they've got an outside administrator in which shows just how aware they are of their unfortunate reputation at this point. Okay, what makes the uh, what <clears throat> makes them so good? Um, they are not going for mass market, we will sell this to kids. They are quite happy to have actual horror and actual slightly darkness in it. Uh, let's see, there's uh, one in, one in uh, modern Europe involving... Um, smuggling people across the Mediterranean. Uh, the 1920s um, cruise liner quarantined in New York Harbour. and That's a really good reason for that quarantine. I don't think that's a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, one in modern Michigan, Castlight London and so on. There is also um, the Book of Contemporary Magical Places, which is basically a set of little encounters. Mm. And... I assume somebody actually may have bought this uh, as a physical product, but uh, Afterlives, which is basically a, a deck of cards that you hand out after you've played the one-shot, which describe what happened to your character afterwards. If they need to know. If, if they survived that yeah. one, yeah. All right. But as a PDF, you know, why not? So that's running till the 3rd of February. And after that comes a melange of uh, indie... Indie material, which they're recapping uh, from earlier offers, um, names that uh, might uh, might mean something to some people include uh, the pil- flying pil- uh, pilgrims of the flying temple, or other door pilgrims of the flying temple. Grey ranks, that famously cheerful game in which you're playing child soldiers during the defence of Warsaw in the 1940s. Yeah, that, yeah um, a merry a merry tale. And uh, the first version of Torchbearer, um, before it, be- it got bigger. Also, Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies, which Watson Hall played, though that was before I joined them. Well, yeah, a, a good melange of uh, interesting stuff, uh, which you might want to take a look at. And that's running till the 10th of February. Mm-hmm. 
recall uh, a couple of months back, we resolved, uh, between the two of us, that we would uh, do something slightly different, something slightly outside our normal range of uh, of, of one-offs for the uh, for the StabCon convention up in Manchester. And the results are what we're going to report on now. Now, who do, who wants to go first? Roger, what was... You chose to do the Cthulhu hack. Why? Um, mostly because I've been say, saying a bit recently that my automatic response to what system shall I run this adventure in is GURPS. Yeah, that is true. There's anything wrong with that. Well... It, there is a slight thing wrong with that in that it, it clearly, the name GURPS on a sign-up sheet clearly puts people off signing up for it. Because yeah. because what I put up looked very much like the sort of sign-up sheet I would normally put up, mm. except that it was in the Cthulhu hack instead, and I got a full house. Mm. So, mechanically, I rather like it. Um, it takes the, the aut- automatic clue dispensing yeah. that you get in gumshoe yeah and says yep you can do that um it's an explicit spotlight sharing thing you you have <coughs> essentially two clue giving abilities smokes and flashlights mm. smokes uh, is what uh smokes is all, all the social interaction type stuff mm. flashlights is all the practical um, yeah. digging into the books finding stuff in libraries and so on and Every character has a certain amount of both of these, though as they use them, they they will um, gradually decay in value. Yeah, this, the, unlike Gumshoe, which is what I was using, this is a a, a graduated luck based decay in your capacity. You are going to um, you're going to keep on uh, using the things you need to use, and you're going to keep on getting slightly less good at it. Though you may well find yourself thinking that, hey, if I've if I've only got this much left and you've got that much left, maybe you should do this bit. Yeah, it uh, it do, it does lead to be a, a spotlight sharing, a spotlight sharing thing. Um, I have a feeling that something like the um, MOS rule out of um, of uh, Knights Back Agents would make it. Or it would be a slight improvement. One thing you can do automatically, your guaranteed spotlight moment. Because mm-hmm. I chose to be um, suddenly with a D8 and I can't remember what. Um, and by the time the climax came, the fact I was strong at the start of the game didn't matter anymore. Yeah, uh, the things things that are supposed to persist are the special abilities, which I don't recall anybody particularly using. Uh what I might try sometime is having pre-generated characters, not particularly because it's hard to generate them, but simply so that I could have a list of what special abilities the characters have and maybe prompt people to use them. Yeah, it is a, it is a very, um, very uh, light uh, character generation system. And it does rely on the players knowing, yes, at, at a certain point you could say, I'm doing this and then do it. And if, if you never say that, yeah, it won't happen. Yeah, I think I think we could have had a slightly better ba- balanced party than we we ended up with, a slightly more focused party. But uh, but there is absolutely no reason with any of the hack games why you can't create characters off the cuff and get going very quickly. Yeah, um, I th- on this run I I used rather more of the actual combat system, which doesn't usually come up as a big thing in my investigation science. So I made sure it did. We did. Be, we we beat up the bad guy. Indeed, 
Um, um, and I thought that worked reasonably well. Uh, I do find both both times I've run this, um, it drifts into the comedic unless pushed quite hard away. Hmm. It doesn't have a feeling of grim to it. Yeah. In spite of some subject matter, which is bloody grim, to be honest, and uh, and you you pushed it a little towards the current political. I was I was very aware. Maybe I was overdoing it, but I was very aware as as the the chief detective. I did push myself into the position of being chief detective, mm-hmm. but that was only because all the other characters were were sort of uh, police technicians or um, or not non police consultants. Um, I, I was very aware of the political implications of the fact that we were going. Uh, we were. We had reasons to to suspect the inhabitants of uh, of a battered wives' refuge of certain things, which were mm, and, and the political implications. I felt I had to go and grovel to the commissioner. Well, one one of my New Year's resolutions is to stop being nice to people. So, <sighs> have you achieved it? Do you feel? Yes. Um, okay. One of the ways in which I feel I have been nice to excess is to try to keep the political out of things because there are going to be people there who will say this is contentious and want to argue about it. And I, I feel that, that doing that give, gives too much... What, I, I meet far too many people on one side who are not willing to argue in good faith anyway, and I don't see why I should concede that as well. This is probably going to get me into a lot more arguments, but we oh, shall see. If, you, if, you're sen- if you're sending a revolted, fa- uh, revol- revolted protest, please address it to Roger. My, re- my resolution is, as always, to be nicer to people most of the time. Except when oh, you irritate I'm, me too much. I'm trying also to be a better person. Uh, but just not as polite. <laughs> in, in this particular regard, yes. I, I, I think it's too easy to say... Yes, yes, I could make a point that this is unacceptable, but I'm going to be polite about it instead. And I'm trying to do less of that. Uh, oh, well, when the lynch mob comes for you, Roger, I shall I shall be hiding somewhere, all right? Well, the, the traditional thing for you to do at this, at this point is to turn around and say, look, I found him. <laughs> no, uh, hard, no hard feelings. Uh, yeah, like that. Um... Though you you also ran one, and and as it as it turned out, though not particularly by my planning, um, I I was the um, senior policeman in that one. Yeah, well, actually, by my planning, because I definitely wanted you to be the uh, to be the senior policeman. This was a gumshoe adventure. Uh, what Roger asked of me was to make was to make something where the clues mattered, where the precise details of what you discovered mattered, and I had. Less room for improvisation, though some was still needed to adapt the um, uh, to adapt the scenario to questions I hadn't thought of mm. for a start. Um, I I used it. It's set in one of the Gumshoe universes. I won't say which. Yeah. Um, but the and the idea was that I had uh, I wanted to have this one off where the fact that something weird was happening could be delayed as long as possible. I found that to be impossible. Uh, I went to the investigative um, uh, role-playing uh, panel at uh, Dragon Meat. 
asked um, asked Ken Height and Robin Laws, how long can I delay delay the truth being discovered? How long can I make it them believe that it's going to be um, a it's going it's going to be a mundane explanation uh, in a one shot? And they looked at me and they said, "Don't do that." Mm. Um, and for the record, it was one hour and 20 minutes, one hour and 23 minutes, I think, uh, before in the second run with Roger there, um, it became clear uh, what weirdness was going on. At least approximately. At <clears> least to some to the first approximation. I think the, the thing that is tricky about that, uh, from, from a plotting point of view, mm. is that the, the longer you have the first phase, the more it has to matter. Uh, the... Yeah, if, if if my character had spent lots of time interviewing witnesses and collecting, mm. I mean, this wasn't as it happened in this particular adventure. I'm just as an example. If I spent lots of time doing the police thing, mm. and it then turns out that all of that was irrelevant, then I feel that my time has been wasted. So, if you wanted to make that longer, I think you you would have to link the investigation to the second phase. In, in yeah. some way, which I can't describe. Is that, that, that's yeah, I, I, I think I know what you mean. I I think I decided that the investigation, though it has to take place, because there is an, I, there was an awful lot of suspicion being thrown about. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt you had to find the things which justify the suspicion before you discover the, the core of the mystery. But the core of the mystery turned up quite a, quite early if you knew what you were looking at. But, uh, for for example, uh, let, let us say I've been interviewing the servants, the, yeah. uh, the guests at the huge party, the, yeah, the, the, the classic thing. If those interviews also revealed, A, hang on a minute, some of these are probably actually robots, mm. or something like that, <clears throat> Then, then that might be something you can carry forward and say, "Aha! All right, we we realise we are now doing this other thing, mm. but that information about which of them are possibly robots is still relevant." Yeah, I I'm not sure it was a perfect a little mystery. It it I I went for the people. I I think I went for the thrill of people re- 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 realizing the truth about themselves and their own situation. Yeah, well, the, the the player with the big secret that they were able to reveal did that very well, I thought. It ran. I ran it twice, uh, once for my Wednesday night group um, and once at StabCon. It had very different feels. You were a lot more serious um, at StabCon than the Wednesday night group was. That may have been because Graham was there and he was yucking it up as usual. Hello, Graham. Yeah. Well, one of the things I do very much like about uh, your your adventures and and I, and I think I've only played in your one shots rather than campaigns. Yeah, is atmosphere, <clears throat> which which always comes over very well. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say whether it's the atmosphere you wanted, but it came over very well. Well, I chose but, uh, 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 the claustrophobia. The is everything as it seems. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it worked. The, the ins- and, and and then can we actually solve this? Yeah, the I chose a specific historic point in time and played with that and I chose to have a Grand Slam opening and and this is a bit of advice I gave myself start with the detective inspector looking at the body 
start with uh, start with the 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 core the core clue was the body, and um, since it was that of a bearded man uh, wearing a Santa suit and stuffed headfirst down a chimney, I felt that was a good enough opening to be going uh, to be going with. Though that was one thing that did throw me a bit. Um, what's the date for this? Remind me. Nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, you really wouldn't be using the term Santa then. I think. Um, Father Christmas. Yes, Santa. No, that that was the Americanization of the seventies. You you may be right as to English culture. Um, uh, uh, you, you you were there. I've just studied it, but you know, no, that's no, my understanding. Well. Father Christmas was certainly more common then, but, uh, but I must confess that we were not entirely uncorrupted by American culture <laughs> back in the ni- 1960s. We, uh, we, 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 we were not all, uh, judges who had, did not know the names of popular jazz combos, my lad. Uh, there's a reason for that, but that, that's very off topic. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the DI is in his 30s. Yeah, he, he'd he, been he, in he Korea. would probably be. Of, of the older school in that regard. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's a very minor thing. Um, and I mentioned it only because it was the only thing that did spoil the atmosphere. Okay. Well, that, could, that could be fixed. I hope, if I if my laziness does not overwhelm me, uh, to write the, uh, this up as a scenario and to edit and publish the two recordings on our website. But don't hold me to that. I'm being very lazy at hey. the moment. And I'm running a feast in uh, in a month's time. Feast! For my fat medieval society, and I am full of recipes at the moment. I, 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 it's noticeable that both the systems we used use um, a resources exhaustion um, mechanic in, dif- in different ways. In a way, I think that the the feel of uh, of the hack is slight the the way that that your abilities go down in stages uh, losing a dice step each time is an interesting is an interesting way to, to proceed slightly more interesting than the than the the pool mechanic of uh, of uh, gumshoe because it's more uncertain well given that this stuff comes from um, the black hack is essentially is a dungeon mash game in fact mm. that's the hack system game I played first <clears throat> There, there is that sense of resource management that, that uh, the original author wanted to keep in a very mm. mechanics light format, and that is why. I mean, it, 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 in in the original, it tends to be things like torches or arrows, yeah, where you know you used it that time, and maybe you got it, maybe you can keep using it for a bit, or maybe not. Mm. But yeah, resources and um, resources and spotlight management is definitely a coming theme, and we'll be talking about um, coming themes in a, in a moment. On the whole, I've, I, I, I don't know that I went as far outside my normal set of practices. It certainly wasn't, uh, on the surface, um, a mythically resonant uh, game that I did, though it had... It had some implications because it, the themes were about people, and people's emotions tend to get mythically resonant, and the effects of people on other things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the only thing that was really out, out of my normal gamut was the system. 
Um, mm. All right, I've only actually run one explicitly. Well, no, I've, I've run multiple Lovecraft investigation games before. They've, they've all been in GURPS, except for one under <coughs> actual Call of Cthulhu. They, so this is, if you, if you want to twist it a bit, it's the second game I've run in an actual system designed for Lovecraftian horror, mm. as opposed to GURPS. But I found the flow of it went pretty much like the way an investigative game usually goes to me, and that's something I'm very comfortable with. Mm. Um, as, I, as I mentioned in the extra insert I recorded after last session when we found out about uh, something that needs to be mentioned, what you should have challenged me to do uh, is run a Dungeon Bash game because that's entirely outside the sort of game I enjoy doing. <laughs> I, I, I would indul- enjoy Dungeon Bash. I'm, 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 I'm having one of my bursts of collecting without having any active plans to play um, with uh, Dungeon Fantasy, which is, is fun. It's, it's, much more, um, it's much more record-keeping than I actually, I actually like doing. Yeah, but it, it has a lot of pre-gen stuff and stuff I can adapt and just drop in. The thing that Crom has said about that is, um, is that while his own early gaming experience tends to be not not wildly different from our early Dungeon Bash experience, yeah. uh, his design brief was to include the sort of fantasy video game that most people will think of when you say RPG. Aha. Uh-huh. So there is stuff yes, from that. There are a lot. You, you have to have lots of abilities for each character class, mm-hmm. and so um, <clears throat> that that that's not in his particular idiom, but well, it, it yeah. does it does work work quite well uh, as an idea. It, it's something the game's explicitly trying to do. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do something different next time. Maybe I will. Maybe we'll, there will be a next time, and I'll ask Roger to run a dungeon bash. Well, there, there will be a summer stabcon. Yeah, and we do encourage those of you who can be in the area to, to go because it's a very enjoyable uh, experience. Yeah, even if the hotel the hotel's getting worse, I tell you. But at least they clean it. Mm. <laughs> All right, the the air conditioning is is practically non-existent, which makes the summer ones not great. But... Oh well, let us let us move on. start of a new decade. Oh, you may have noticed this. People have been talking about it. People have been looking back over the past decade and um, trying to remember what was wonderful about it. it. It's always the start of a new decade, but in terms of the numbers clicking over, it's... it's uh... <sighs> All right, no, let, let us follow convention at least just this once. Um, and we think we should probably look to the future rather than to the past. So let us make one of those futile attempts to predict how things are going to go in this particular field, the field of role-playing games. Um, We probably want to talk about technology first, if only to say the great technological revolution we keep getting promised every decade hasn't happened yet. Well, I'm seeing a certain amount of fragmentation. Um, Go on. There are occasional threads on the Secrets and Games message boards saying, essentially, when is there going to be an official GURPS implementation for Roll20, the virtual tabletop software. And maybe this is just me as a GURPS player for some time, but 
I don't, I'm, I'm not the sort of person who waits for official implementations of things. I, I sure. just say, okay, let's let's play a game. And as, as you know, I mostly use Google Hangouts and then do stuff yeah. on paper. But um, yeah, yeah, the the, the GURPS, if anybody, uh, has, yeah, uh, the GURPS fan bases are kit bashers to a to a man. Yeah, and I believe there's recently been an official Call of Duty Seventh Edition implementation for for the same platform. Mm. Yeah, no, this for, is something for, I've not had a lot of experience For with. which the reactions I've seen from the old hands is basically, mm, no, pretty much. There's nothing here I couldn't just have done with the um, tools I already have. Yeah. But it costs 20 quid, or whatever it costs. Yeah, I've got... Uh, uh, there was that strange uh, app-based proposal that Robin Laws was involved with for a while, but that seems to have died the death um, it, it was intended to do to be all singing, all dancing, um, a a world building, narrative building, but I was never quite sure how it would practically work out. I think there's a financial incentives question here, mm-hmm. because if you or I or Robin Laws puts out a system designed to be played basically face to face, yeah then there is no ongoing support cost. I mean, you can sell the book or the PDF or whatever, and people will play it. Yeah. Or they won't. Or they can come back ten years later and think, hey, that was fun, I'll play it again. But with a, with an online thing, there pretty much have to be servers. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and and that, that means some sort of ongoing support cost. And, and, and if nobody's playing it this month, but it would take off hugely next month, you need to find some way of paying for it, or you shut it down. Yeah, the... If it if it took off enormously, how do the how do the uh, the existing online platforms pay for themselves? Uh, I believe the general idea is free basic tier and paid more than basic tier. So, so, so you, you pay a small monthly subscription uh, in order to get oh, for example, the ability to hide. I can't remember offhand, but it might be something like the ability to hide parts of the map from your players. Otherwise, everything is out in the open, which mm. you could use, but it's not as convenient if that's the sort of yeah. game you want to run. So, well, selling people, <clears throat> sell, selling people software which they run on their own machine. Oh, I don't. I don't well, know. No, no, it's pretty much all online subscription now. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that I've seen anything that causes me to think. Oh, I could really use that. I'd really like to be able to. Uh, players all of whom have a um, all of whom have a tablet with with which I can communicate whilst we're actually sitting around the table mm-hmm. and about 50% of my groups on average will have some sort of communicable device um, but I don't I don't see how anybody makes makes a profit out of making that work maybe in 10 years time everybody has a, mo- a mobile device on their person. Everybody can, and I can pass messages via that via their um, via their apps or show them things via their apps. But that it stage isn't here yet. Well, you could do it right now with Signal or WhatsApp mm. if if they've got the device. Um, how, have you heard of the Simon joint venture called Teburu? No, what is it? Uh, it is basically smart components of board games. Smart uh, components of board games. So for meeples that go beeple beeple at me. No, but meeples with um, RFID uh, coils in them. 
So, for example, you, you can have your Zombicide map. Yeah. And you you roll you roll the dice and the the um master app that's running it says, Aha, that die landed with its five up. Mm. And you move a piece and the app says, okay, you've moved the piece into that square. And it, it then does uh, Matches of Madness style the opposition in in, oh. in in the example they've given, which is Zombicide. <clears throat> but the the idea is basically shift automate and shift away from the players all the record keeping. Well, this is this is the promise. This is the promise of uh, of what I think of that app whose name I can't recall. Well, the, the, this is still the the idea is you're still playing around an actual table. Yeah, but you're but but uh, and uh, you may be able. What would be really nice is if we could uh, project onto the table the uh, the the maps that we've got with, that we've generated, and that may might be possible. There are people doing that already. I mean, yeah. all, all you need is basically a projector that's. Pointed at the table. Mm. I expect to see. Um, I, well, I would expect to see smart um, kit in the in the board games area before. Well, there's, the, there's more money there. There's more money uh, to be made, and we've both come across um, board games which are using apps, either a tablet or phone based, mm. to augment uh, um, game gameplay. That I'm not 100 percent convinced. Of the utility of, of all of the Mantis of Madness is is doing some very nice things, but I but it, but maybe it's because we play with somebody who likes to write their own um, that we and, and even that is not actually the core app. It's it's third party software hmm. that has been built to do the same job. Well, it, it's interesting, but I, don't, I at the moment I think I, I would expect a breakthrough to come from the board games area. Yeah, well, Teburu is one of three or four projects along these general lines. Mm. Somebody sent me a Kickstarter link recently for for uh, wireless dice. You may have thought they were wireless already, but no. Uh, <laughs> but basically, this this thing is a D six with with the acceleration sensor in it. So when it lands, it will send to the app. Aha, the number five. Yeah, I, and, and you can put it. You can put it in shells of different sizes with a cubicle hollow. And other other number of sides on the outside, so you, so you can make it into a d twenty by clipping it into the. You know, yeah, yeah uh, it would be a lot simpler <laughs> if somebody would write reliable and generally usable um, dice rolling software for uh, for gaming online, uh, which can be adapted and is or is already adapted to all the very odd things. I want I want something that will will roll dice openly or secretly. And display it on the various screens of the players. Um, well, that that is a thing you get with with Roll Twenty. Yeah, and I want it without Roll Twenty. Thank you very much. <laughs> I want it to be downloaded onto our machines, so I don't have to pay a bloody subscription. Mm-hmm. It's not too much. To, all right, maybe it is too much to ask, but you would have think, thought some uh, some crafty hobbyist somewhere would have uh, would would have designed an app that you could actually buy and plug into. Conference-based uh, software, but no, not not happening yet. The, it's the, probably the, more complicated. I, 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 I than, than I think it is. But you know. there used to be a plug-in interface for Google Hangouts, which allowed people to do things like that. But uh, that that was removed when they last upgraded Hangouts. So. Some people do not know when they have a good time. Well, you could also have Chirons, which was very nice. You, you could you could effectively have a banner across the bottom of your screen, so that when you were talking, it would show the banner of your character. Mm. That was quite handy, but anyway. Oh well, 
Let's let's move away from technology towards more general trends. I well, Kickstarter has calmed down a bit. And ten years ago, everybody was saying Kickstarter is going to remake role playing. Well, I still have a fairly bad Kickstarter habit myself. But, uh, but compared with board game Kickstarter, yeah, all right, I, <laughs> I, I'm not insane. I look, I I, I look at uh, at things like the 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 current reissue of of Oddsworld Glorantha and think, yes, when I'm a millionaire, when I'm a millionaire boy. <laughs> But uh, but people people, this is a phenomenon of aging geeks who have more money than sense, amongst whom I include myself. <laughs> um, uh, it, it may be a wave of of people wanting to spend money on their hobby because you know they're getting old, and, um, and because it reminds them of when they were young and uh, you know the sun was brighter, and, the girls were prettier, and, and thirty five quid for the first edition of RuneQuest three. Was a was a large amount of money that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there, there is a there is a uh, yeah. So w- w- would you say it's fair to say that there there are basically two strands, and you you've got the big expensive nostalgia editions, yeah. and, and on the other hand, you you've you've got what what to me is is more of more of an appropriate use for it, which is that the the I've just had an idea. I want, I want to get some money to pay for art so that I can publish it. Yeah, sometimes the the, the 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 sudden inspirations get to be expensive as well. I mean, that that l- l- let's look at Sandy Peterson's habits, but uh, or um, what's his name? Regency. Um, very abstract. Good society. Good society. Yeah. Well, good society, which, which is, isn't hugely expensive because I went for PDF only because it was coming from Australia. But but. But is 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 lavishly produced with with at least one uh, one add-on that you really need to have. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are. Uh, if you're going to do a small-scale project, either you're going to do it very cheaply, in which case you're going to issue it purely as PDF, uh, um, or you. And at that point, do you need to go Kickstarter at all? Yeah. And, um, friend friend of the show, Doctor Bob, has published a series of SF adventures on drive-through RPG. Yeah. Um, and and those are essentially without, as far as I know, paying anybody for anything except you know comp- comps to the playtesters. So, well, the yeah, but, but when you but if you got something, if you publish something on Drive Through RPG and it turns out to be hot, then the second edition, the one with all the bells and whistles, is going to go to Kickstarter mm. and produce something uh, uh, really. Not, no, Kickstarter does appear to be calming down and to be. Um, to be fulfilling a, a useful general um, uh, general function, not just for not just for games, but for other stuff. I think it's moved away from being the one thing that you have to do, which is good. Yeah, I'd rather people have choices. I was going to say that it struck me that recent times, and recent times may continue on into the future, have been a tendency towards consolidation towards. Bringing various strands together in the uh, um, in in the history and current practice of role playing, um, such as, for instance, the RuneQuest Glorantha, the latest edition, is very much. It is both a terribly old style uh, for the Grognards edition, and it is adapting more modern narrativist stuff to make uh, to make what is still. Um, a fairly wargamey engine, 
a function more like a narrativist thing. Mm. And I think that's all to, all to the good. We're stopping... I, I, I think that when you... It may be a sign of the art form maturing that we are taking techniques that we've come across from people who are not at all like us and applying them to um, applying them to uh, uh, to our own projects. I played a, on Sunday. I played a playtest of a new edition of King Kingmaker, the board game, and that was very. It was very clear that there were lots of things that it can could adapt from modern board games, more Euro-style things, to make what was a pretty good uh, system much better and mm-hmm. more balanced. And I hope that's happening in role-playing games. Yeah, the the impression I've got, and the, I, this may just be sampling bias, is that generally complexity has been going down for a bit, except in D&D, where mm. complexity is the point of the game. But... Oh, yeah. When, where there is new complexity coming in, it is almost always now narrativist complexity, not stimulationist complexity. No, nobody will bring out will bring out a new system and say um, we've calculated our gunfire works better than ever before. What they will now what they will say now is we we've got a thing to to make sure players stay involved, uh, to make sure everybody has something to do. Mm. You know, story shaping tools. Yeah, <clears throat> and so, some of that I think is, is the quite reasonable feeling that. Insofar as these games get played at all, and we know some of the, some of the big expensive ones just get bought to be looked at, but insofar as they get played, um, the aging gamer has less time, has more trouble getting people together in the same place. They probably have shorter sessions. They probably don't have as many sessions. There is less feeling that okay, we can we can write this one off to procedural stuff and then have fun next time. But I'm not entirely. I think that the first wave of gamers is. The first wave of gamers who are adult, like me, all right, who are adult when they discovered the hobby, are hitting retirement. And uh, we are filling our time with a lot of games. Yeah, but is it, is it practical to get together with people as much? Um, well, I mean, yeah, same, Yes, you technically have more time because you're not at work. With the same people, no, but... I think that if we spread ourselves about a bit, if you if you can, <laughs> all right. Was there a double entendre there? You're allowed a chortle. Um, if we spread ourselves about, if we form multiple groups of um, of acquaintances who play together, then we can find ourselves doing an awful lot of uh, of gaming, and we can fo- form the core if we're enthusiasts of. Um, of groups, those of us who are retired can spend time preparing for games yeah. and thinking about games and putting things together for uh, for younger um, and more time, uh, more uh, more uh, time starved um, uh, gamers. Of course, eventually we're going to go gaga and not be and not be able to do anything except what do I roll? What dice do I roll now? But um, mm. Uh, but whilst we're good, we we should spend our experience and uh, current uh, current time commitments ge- giving back and all that. You, you're clearly doing it better than I did. I I, I was um, unemployed for a few months, um, basically because I, I didn't want to take the first job that came because it was yeah. horrible. And you know, I, I was spending a couple of hours a day looking for jobs. Apart from that. I had no time at all. All of a sudden, I was I was at home all day, and there were all these things that needed to be done. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trouble is uh, with you, Roger, is you're just not creatively lazy. <laughs> I, 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 I was an actor. I, I have wasted whole decades looking for work. Um, uh, and I, I ran some of my best campaigns back in those days. <laughs> I really should have published some of them. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think one of the things that no, that's noticeable, and I've said this before, but I think it's coming to become, becoming more noticeable in other people, people who aren't me, is the development of a vocabulary of the art of techniques and things that you can do to make a particular sort of game work that's been building up um, over the past decade. I expect that to, uh, I expect that to start start getting more clearly defined over the next decade. That people will say, well, this is a point at which we can do uh, something like like they they did in the Powered by the Apocalypse. Now, there's a phenomenon that's definitely noticeable. Somebody writes a game for particular focus for a particular uh, for a particular set of circumstances and it gets picked up and it and some of the techniques get adapted and it but produces so one one of the huge reasons of for that is no hassle licensing it was the it was the reason savage worlds had its boom mm. as well basically the, the the licensing of savage worlds was pretty much you write to us and tell us roughly what you, what you want to do and we will say yes we, yeah. we just want to know. Compared with your typical role-playing company, which is right to us, and then, then we will sort out a contract and money and all that stuff. Yeah. Which, but, which is just more trouble than, than, than a beginning um, writer probably wants. They, they might as well just write directly for the company, mm. which presumably is the idea, but... Eh. Well, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the fact that the, the indie companies are willing to say... Yes, sure. Mention, mention us, uh, uh, give us a, give us a tribute and, or, or put badge, badge the, the game in this way. Uh, various people I know have had uh, nasty grams from Chaosium basically saying, you, you are putting out recorded sessions of our game. We, we absolutely require that you do not charge anybody for this in any way. You can't make it a members only thing. You can't make it a Patreon thing. It must, if you're putting it out at all, it must be free. Is that nasty? Yeah, well, it, well, yeah, considering that. People have been doing this sort of thing for years with with no objections at all, and then all of a sudden, New Chaosium says, "Right, we want we want to, either it's officially licensed from us, or you don't make any money off it." All right. Well, if Chaosium wants to explain the, explain it to us, we'll be fascinated. Is there if is there money to be made out of uh, putting your 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 recordings out on the internet? I mean, there is from if you're what what are they called? Critical Role. Then there are yeah, well, adverts to to be made, but there, there was a panel at Dragon Meet, um, mm-hmm. basically how to get how to get started uh, as as a um, actual play producer, and it, it, the, the recording of it is out there. I'll, I'll put in a link in the show notes, but it, it pretty much comes down to well, obviously you you will start off by all being voice actors. Uh, really, <laughs> right? Because if I, I I I when I have been a professional voice actor, which was not as often as I liked. Um, I I wanted paying mm-hmm. up front. Yep. Uh, for my yep. time, the, uh, they they talked actually very little about organisational structure. But the impression I get is that this this is essentially a business focused collective. So they they will be doing their games from from the start with the with the aim of getting patrons or advertisers or something of that nature. 
it, it, it starts off as a commercial enterprise. Yeah, but there is plenty of... If you really want to listen to other play, people roleplay, there's plenty of cheap free stuff out there. Maybe Watson Hall, for example. Pardon? Watson Hall, for example. Yeah. Which can be entertaining. Um, YorkSothoth.com, who actually recorded the first actual play anywhere ever, as far as anybody can tell. They've, they've looked quite hard and not found an earlier one. All right. The, the, uh, the, the thing is, um, I feel there's a, there's a room for about two or three uh, uh, critical roles. There's room for about three that I listen to. Yeah. And uh, on the whole, I, I don't want to... Uh, uh, I, do, I, I don't get it, but then there are there are there are visual podcasts as well of people sitting around a table and rolling dice and looking at the magnificence of the. I, I, I am told that going, going to video instantly increases your audience, e- even if you just have crude animations or something, because people want video. On the other hand, the people saying that made made an awful lot of money out of telling people to get into video. So, how can one say? Uh, yeah, I I'm. Hmm. I uh, this is a phenomenon I do not understand, um, and I'm not part. Is role playing leaving us behind? Well, probably. We are old. As long as we can find players to do the st- sort of stuff we enjoy doing. Fair enough. I, I at least try to be a bit flexible. Um, I I expect there to be, I expect there to be other um, popping up a bits of um, of inspiration. They're they're quite rare. But uh, and and you don't get get an apocalypse world every every year, maybe not even every decade. But they do happen. But here, here's a prediction I made twenty odd years ago, maybe thirty, that that was clearly wrong. Which is, I, I I looked at the board games that were coming out at the time and said, okay, if what you want is going down dungeon and hitting things, the board game does that better than the role playing game. And I think that's even more true now. I don't understand why people play straight bash campaigns where the, the role playing consists of right. I'm the dwarf. I will say something dwarfy. Yeah. I because there's dissent. You know, there's there are all these other things. There's Gloomhaven. Yeah, it is. It does feel like the like the GM in that sort of campaign has is acting in in the old sense as a referee. As uh, as as somebody who decides uh, how the rules are applied and isn't doing so much creativity, but that, that said, that that said, I'm I'm not I'm not one who likes to draw uh, maps and calculate um, stats uh, mm. myself. You know, I would prefer I prefer to have uh, my notes tend to tend to focus around. Here's how we sit up the, set up the situation. Now let's see how they solve it. Yep. But a- along with here's what's going to happen if they don't interfere. Yeah. But well, uh, yeah, um, there are game. There have been games like that. There was mentioning Robin Laws again. Uh, there was Rune, which was the role playing game of a computer game, which okay. basically you were Vikings going out. And smashing evil things, some of which were mechanical, um, and and the the point of the game was that each GM there would be a rotating GM, and each one of them would. All right, the mental picture of a rotating GM has just flashed across my mind. Never mind, there would be rotating GMs, and each one would design from components a a quest for that week. 
mm. and uh, and rate it according to um, a point scale, and um, it would be a on the table recreation of a computer game, which isn't the stupidest thing we've, we've ever ha- ever had. But uh, I, I've not heard of people playing this, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, would, don't, would, I don't know every role player. Uh, well, it is. It was a fairly obscure game um, using using the Ask Magic system for reasons I never clearly understood. It was there. All right. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that D&D will keep going because D&D is practically its own thing now. For, for D&D to, to die would be the equivalent of Mickey Mouse dying. It's got big corporate money behind it. It's got a constant flow of new stuff. You can run a campaign weekly and, well, you can you can run things weekly and never run out of new, newly published material. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's the thing people say they want and presumably for D&D they do want it because they get it. Yeah. I keep hoping that Sometime soon, role-playing game will not not uh, not uh, will mean something in the minds of the general public, and I won't have to say it's like Dungeons and Dragons. But I'm not. And I don't actually make that a prediction. It's just a hope. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, mean, I assume you you uh, as as I remember when that wasn't a useful thing to say anyway. So so you'd say it's more more, more like making up a story together because they hadn't heard of Dungeons and Dragons. Well, they have now, yeah. uh, and. Um, uh, 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 I, I re- would really like there to be something that a, a TV show maybe that features uh, 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 people playing something other than D and D. Maybe one day. Mm. But um, well, be careful what you wish for. Remember Titan's Grave, which in many respects was very good, mm. and and it had this techno futuristic setting with, with with magic, of course. Yeah. But it really felt like D&D with the serial numbers filed off to me in terms of what they were doing. Yeah. Because, you know, here is the encounter. At the end of the encounter, there is the clue. That will point us to the next encounter. Yeah, it was a bit... Um, yeah. Mm, I, it was a noble effort, mm. but, I don't, but I don't think it was... It had some very good bits to it. Yeah, um, and that's, that's the definition of a curate's egg, if ever I heard one. No, the, the good bits were actually worth having. Okay. Anything else we predict? I'm not feeling very profitable at the moment. Well, if, if, if I were reasonably confident about anything, I'd get on it now and make money, but uh, I don't, so... Yeah. We, we'd like lots of stuff out of the future, but we're not quite sure what it's going to be. We hope to be surprised pleasantly, but we're not quite sure we're well, going to be. One thing I would say is is that at the moment... Getting your stuff out in a way that people can see it has never been easier. And the hard bit is getting people interested in seeing it. Hmm. And yet, uh, uh, dropping a line on uh, on any of the communications media that have built up, hey, I've just ordered something because Doc Cross mentioned it in Alarms and Excursions. Um, and I thought, oh, that sounds cool. I'll go, I'll go and buy it. And that's, that's, that's being sent out by snail mail, for goodness <laughs> sake. How much faster is RPG net or any of the specialized forums, uh, going to be? Yeah. But when you've got 20,000 people all, all saying, Hey, I've just found this new thing. Well, yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> and it's all different new things. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't look like that because each forum has a limited, um, has a limited, a number of members and and posts tend to be hey have you seen this new thing or was has anybody done has anybody tried this new thing yet and you suspect most of those are posted by marketeers 
But it's still a wonderful way, a cheap and friendly way to get people talking about your product. I think maybe we should, we should do a segment about forums, about the places people go online to talk about things. Oh, yes. I mean, I've only got two or three, maybe four that I, I, te- that I pay attention to myself, but maybe we should ask our listeners to uh, tell us about the means they communicate worldwide. Yeah, if 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 you um, would recommend any particular media, then let, let us know. I know people are going to say Discord or oh. Facebook. Facebook happens. It's, I know. You not said, in my life, it doesn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Roger, a man who was not on face Facebook. What was the name of that that cartoonist who who, who did the, that? Bateman. Scene? Bateman. Yeah, the man who was not on Facebook. Yeah, onward. And now, the next part of our serial, The Fathomless Sleep, Part 8, Down the Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just uh, pop that open and see what we got. There's a guy inside. He's been badly beaten. Uh, first thing is fingers up to the lips but yeah he's in okay he moans again um you can see that the, through a fissure in his skull you can see his brain laid open to the air and at this moment in time you make a stability check and I think that's at minus two because of the I'm, problem I'm still so, oh, okay I thought I thought I was taking time to indulge it oh uh, hang on Oh, hang on! You were, and you, um, you were, and you. Okay, I didn't and, and, understand and, and, that. And I'm was. now broke, and you're now broke. All right, you've transferred that problem into okay, being so broke. Make a stability check. Not at minus two. Hurrah! Uh, nine, nine. Okay, um, that isn't enough to get an advance. Um, you're going to be. Uh, you just stagger back. Unless you want to take another problem for another die, um, you are going to be at a disadvantage in a moment. Um, yeah, let's take it. Okay. Problem 16, which is, if it's probably properly labelled, which it might not be. Problem number 18, cold-blooded. When you spend a push on the assurance... You only get it fifty percent of the time. Okay. You've, but it gives you an extra roll of a die. So roll again, and that's five more. Okay. The sight isn't pretty, um, but you manage to keep the your, your uh, keep your cool, and you gain an edge, gallows humour, which you may use. Um. And at the moment that you step back from that site, a figure rushes out of the um, of cover nearby, and and raises a wrench to at you, and does its best as to put a hole in your skull. Um, roll um, fighting. 
actually sense trouble. Okay. Uh, so th- th- this is more notice things in time to do something about them. Yeah. Uh, seven. Seven. He clips you with the wrench, but he doesn't knock you out. Um, but he doesn't knock you out cold. You you feel swaying, and your eyesight goes. Put it down. Put it down. Co- com- comes from the the, the the comrade in the corner. He tries to get the gun out of his pocket. Um, the guy's right in, a, in in amongst you with his wrench, and the look on his face is deeply disturbing. Um, that that suggests that res- um, going hand to hand is probably going to be more effective than trying to break back off and pull a yeah. gun. So let's do that. Okay. Um, this is fighting. Five. Okay, uh, he clocks you. He knocks you down un- hard and unconscious, and there's a bang as the gun wi- whistles off your um, off your head, and you uh, and you pass out. Whistles past your head, right? And you pass out. Okay, no, that's probably not good. <laughs> Says, uh, uh, is cack, uh, is cackling. No, please don't. Please, please don't. It's coming from, uh, it's coming from, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the soldier of the revolution. You come round, your head is splitting, and there's a rattling sound as you're being lowered down somewhere. You're wrapped in a bloody sheet, the one that was covering the unconscious guy in the uh, in the back of the car. And he's lowering you down into the into a hole in the ground, and you come to a stop with a thud. There are your underground. The only light is coming from the from the opening up above you. Uh, where Roy is standing uh, laughing unpleasantly and there are tunnels leading off from the space underground space you're in mm-hmm. uh, uh, you comfy down there <laughs> oh please you're going down in a moment he says try and shoot at me please please says sir uh, says the screenwriter. Please don't, don't. You can't do this to me. Actually, I can. I've done it before. I probably I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Are you comfy down there? Silence. Um, quick take stock. Do I have any any of the things I would normally be carrying, like gum, cigarettes? Mm. Cigarettes, cigarette lighter. Yeah preparedness is a check you need to make at this moment in time. Oh dear. Five. Okay, you have a one-shot um, you have a one-shot uh, backup, backup, backup piece, piece uh, which hasn't been found. I'll start with the can I see Roy up there? Oh yeah, he's standing there, looking down, gloating. The, the lining scr- himself up. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, standing as if uh, he's just winched you down there. And, um, and there's, you're in some sort of cage. Um, it smells of, it smells of human, of human excrement and sweat and fear. But these tunnels smell of something more unpleasant still. I'm thinking that a shot up the shaft yeah. would be appropriate here. Okay. Your difficulty is that you have one shot mm-hmm. only. Do you have any edges you can spend or penalties that ought to apply? Well, presumably I've already spent Marshal Offers Aid. Yeah. Uh, I just have to come up with a dark wisecrack. What do, what good does the dark wisecrack come, do? Uh, oh, it's a free push on personal ability, so it's not relevant anyway. No, sorry. Uh, so, no, I, I, I still have... Um, I've forgotten the term for them. Pushes I can spend. Hmm. They're normally spent on... But that's it. Well, hang on. I'm going to say you haven't spent all of Marshall's aid yet. He's lying there on the ground. Um, He's lying there on the ground at, at, at Roy's feet. And... The, and if you spend a push and maybe you can persuade him to do something stupid and help but you've got to come out with a justification I think yeah I'm mostly hoping to get, get him to do something afterwards um, but okay well obviously I can't call what I want him to do because that would, that would yeah. give it away but so it's going to be shouting out something like, take a good close look, because you haven't seen the last of Dex Raymond. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, that if uh, Roy does indeed take a good, take a good close look. All right. Okay, um, you, you, um, All right, you're, you're calling him in. Da- right. daily, daily might be able to... Uh, All right, you can, use, uh, you can use investigative as general sometimes, and general as investigative. So roll one, die. Tell me what you get. That's a four. All right. He leans closer, and that's going to give you um, enough for a plus two to your one shot. Okay, which is fighting? I think he's fighting. Since I don't see a shooting skill. Uh, so that's a total of eight. There's a blam. I don't believe I can enhance that at all. Okay, no, I don't think you can. There's a blam and blood blossoms on uh, on Roy's on Roy's shoulder, on his leg. I think is where you want the the blood uh, to suddenly blossom, and he staggers forward. And if you call out, uh, call out to what's his name? Uh, Daily. Daily. Daily, kick him in. And Daily has just got enough. Give us, a, give us the push. Daily has just enough um, courage left 
to give him a shove, and Roy falls into the um, into the into the pit. Ah, ah, you think you got me, but but you ain't got me. Oh Christ, that hurts. They, they won't eat me. They won't eat me. <laughs> and he, he laughs in a very unpleasant manner. But you're outside the cage. They like their meat. Well hung. <laughs> and you see things, figures, you'd call them faces, coming out of the tunnels towards you. Okay. Coming out of the darkness are humanoids with rubbery skin and semi-canine snouts who are coming towards they don't so much advance individually as pour like a wave out of the darkness and they they grab hold of the laughing Roy and they're not biting him they're not eating him um, but you are more than a little bit disturbed by their appearance. Mm -hmm. He's laughing, laughing out loud at the at them. But uh, I'm assuming he's also some, at least somewhat injured from the fall and the. Bullet. Oh yeah, there's blood. So. There's blood coming out, and he certainly can't stand at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and you get to make a stability roll. Twitch. Five total. Five total. Okay. It's a you nearly crack from the mental pressure of seeing these creatures surrounding the cave and surrounding Roy. You nearly break, but somehow you manage to I, I may well be back. calling out the winch, the winch. You call out the winch, the winch. And <laughs> pull and pulling out a put and and I think at this moment, I had to decide whether he's tough. In, pass me that last. Um, you actually gave me five. But all right, well, <laughs> pass me the last push, and yeah, you can get his aid. He pulls the wind. He doesn't want to look at what is scrabbling all over the cave, but he he manages to pull him, uh, you and himself up from it, from where he's been on the floor and pulls you up. By the winch. What, what I'm thinking is that once the cage starts to move, yeah. um, then then I can start trying to trying to fight them off the cage. You you push them off, you kick them off, and they fall back down. And Roy, you can hear Roy protesting. No, no, I'm the one who feeds you. I'm the one who feeds you. And he, he, his voice goes away as as um, maybe they're just going to wait for a while. True words were never spoken. Mm. That's a nice cruel clip. Quip, yeah. And they... And they, they, pull, they pull him away and out of the sight and down the tunnels. And you manage to get yourself free of the cage. You still have uh, the, the screenwriter who, is, is, uh, who has been tied up. His, his hands are 
cruelly tightly bound together but he managed to pull himself together just in time to pull you out yeah and what, what, once I'm up I will you know obviously free him and That was Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. If you'd like to send us your predictions uh, for the future, or even if you really must, your proposals for your great new project, which ought to go on to Kickstarter, uh, then we can be reached. Send us email to podcast at tekeli.ly or leave a comment on the website. And we'll be back next month, by which time we hope Roger will be feeling human again. For a start... <laughs> <laughs>